Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From standing at sub-zero temps in a bikini to her routine of hitting the Taco Bell drive through after games. Nothing scares this fearless fuckhead. Bringing her brand of spunk to the air, Henry now welcomes Jesse Pierce to The Lake Show. You heard that right. Jesse Pierce, NHL.com, Bardall's Beauty's Podcast, joins us here on the Lake Show News Talk 830 WCCO. How you doing, Jesse? Did I just get my very own intro to the show? I feel incredibly special. Didn't you like that? It had all your favorite things, the bikini in there, the Taco Bell runs. I mean, what did, honest opinion, what did you think of that intro? It nailed it. It's me in a nutshell, in a, a quick soundbite. I loved it. It was It was awesome. Well done. <laughs> That's awesome. That was our first time hearing it too. So I, I you know what, the, the the people behind the operations at WCCO, imaging is a strong suit. That is, absolutely is a strong suit here at the station. So I, I'm glad that you like it. If you like it, I love it. All right, and I appreciate your time <laughs> this evening. And by the way, I had no idea. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking, all right, the uh, the wild play on Thursday. I said let let's shift uh, Jesse onto the show on Friday. I didn't know. Back-to-back. How often do the uh, Minnesota Wild have back-to-back hockey games? I mean, it's not completely uncommon. It's more frequent now that they've kind of done, like, home-and-home series where it might be Chicago, Minnesota. So it's it's something that's not new. What is new and what kind of stinks for the Wild is they're going from Vancouver all the way over to Edmonton on the other side on this back-to-back. And then, to suffice to say, they go back to Seattle for a game next week. So it's a little goofy, a little wonky. Uh, but, you know, they'll be just fine. It's going to be another tough test tonight against the Edmonton Oilers after the Minnesota Wild got their first loss under John Hines last night in Vancouver. Yeah, well, and, and we'll get to John Hines here in a second because he is the new head coach of the Minnesota Wild. But as you look at both organizations this season, Minnesota Wild, Edmonton Oilers, which team would you say is a bigger disappointment to this particular point? I mean, I think it's Edmonton. Uh, so many people heading into the year, everyone was like, the Edmonton Oilers are going to win the Stanley Cup. The Edmonton Oilers are going to do this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, why shouldn't they? They have Connor McDavid. They have Leon Dreisaitl. They have a lot of really good, solid pieces, except in the goaltending. And I think at some point, the, the pressure just got to them. I think they were just trying too hard. It's not too dissimilar from the Minnesota Wild, but obviously Edmonton 
lost their head coach before Dean Edson was unceremoniously let go from Minnesota. So very similar uh, courses, very similar paths this year, but I think there were a lot of high expectations on the Oilers compared to the Minnesota Wilds. All right, so the the Wild have played much better hockey here with John Hines um, being the uh, the head coach. They did fall last night two nothing to Vancouver. I did not see the game. Give me a little bit of a recap. What did I miss? It was a great first period for the Minnesota Wild. Um, you know, Vancouver is a hot team this year. Brock Besser, Burnsville's own, has really uh, picked up his pace and become this. Superstar forward, he's leading the NHL in goals. Last I checked, Vancouver was leading the NHL in goals scored. Um, and then they have Quinn Hughes, too, one of those other Hughes brothers who is notoriously good, too, on the blue line. So Vancouver was a good team. So for Minnesota to come out and step on the gas in that first period, it was tremendous. It was amazing that Vancouver kind of got a lucky bounce toward the end to put themselves up 1-0. However, after that, the next 40 minutes were not in favor of Minnesota. Philip Gustafson is the reason that it stayed 2-0 because it easily could have gotten out of hand. He really stood on his head. Um, and Matt Boldy looked really solid otherwise. Minnesota kind of fell back into the same trap that they had before John Hines, kind of just sloppy play and not simple hockey. Kirill Kaprizov was looking uncharacteristically uh, like a turnover machine a little bit again last night where we thought he was maybe getting out of his slump that started off the season. So um, some concerning points, a lot of blemishes that showed themselves once again, uh, including on the defense, which has been my biggest concern all year. But again, Phil Augustuson kept it 2-0. Tough go, uh, but it's going to be another tough one tonight in Edmonton as well. Talking to Jesse Pierce, host of the Bar Down Beauties podcast, uh, also from NHL.com here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Um, since John Hines has been the uh, newly appointed head coach of the Minnesota Wild, give me two players that you feel like have stepped their games up. I, I know that overall everybody on the team, um, they're playing much better hockey as a collective unit. But give me two people, single out two people that you say, you know what, they look a lot better with the, uh, the change uh, with the head coach. I mean, I think Matt Boldy, as I just mentioned, is number one. Now, certainly, is that John Hines related? I don't know. It could be purely coincidental, but he's looking like the Matt Boldy that had been missing. You know, he's got that stick handling skill. He's got that confidence, that swag. And I think the entire team has been playing with a lot more confidence. So suffice to say that. But I think it's him. And then I think Matt Zuccarello. Now, Matt Zuccarello started out the year really strong as well. That top line really, really struggled last night in Vancouver in that top line consisting of Zuccarello, Marco Rossi, and Kirill Kaprizov. But I really like Zuki's game, and I think it further came alive under John Hines. I believe he had something like 10 points during that four-game winning streak for Minnesota. Um, so I think between Boldy and Zuccarello, they have really shined under John Hines, and they're going to need to. They're two of your best players on the team. You need guys like that to really find their groove here as we're reaching into uh, January already. Are you overall, are you feeling a lot better about the Wild, or do you still have a ways to go until you feel comfortable about um, some of the changes? You know, that's a great question. Like, I, I don't know yet, because I think I certainly expected the Wild to rattle off a couple wins after John Hines. That just is what happens in sports across the board, right? A, a simple change, a new voice in the room. It's kind of like you get sick and tired of listening to your parents yell at you, but if somebody else says it from the outside, all of a sudden you change your behavior. The Minnesota Wild did that when John Hines came in to replace Dean Evson. But again, seeing what they did last night in Vancouver and seeing those same mistakes be made, it's 
cause for concern. It makes you wonder, is this team, what, who is this team? What is their true identity? I mean, you know, the past couple of seasons, we've seen 100-plus point seasons. That's not going to be the case this year. And even though we're, they're returning a large amount of the same team from last year, it's just things feel different. Things feel off. Now, it's good news that the goaltending has kind of figured their stuff out, but it's not great news that the defense has kind of regressed and that some of that offensive punch has, has fallen back. So, it's tough to say. I guess I don't have an answer because I don't know. I, I'm sick of doom and gloom, but I'm also not ready to be elated about this team either. I'd love to see this team get together um, just a nice little homestand because after tonight in Edmonton, they go to Seattle on Sunday, and then they've got two games at home. Then they go back out on the road, come back for three, go back out on the road. I, I, I guess technically – when they come back home on December the 21st, they essentially they have six of their their next seven at the X. So I guess that that would qualify as uh, a homestand because they have three, then they have one, and then they come back home. Yeah, no, and I mean, certainly the fans here in Minnesota, as we all know, uh, best fans in, in the nation without question. Dean Evson was very uh, complimentary of the Minnesota State of Hockey fans. Now, it's because they know their hockey as well. So you hope that the Minnesota is going to put on a good, entertaining show on the ice with a victory. Because uh, if not, the uh, the fans are going to let them hear it. And unfortunately, I've heard quite a few boos this year uh, that the Wild have probably deserved. So hopefully, if they can get things rolling in St. Paul, that'll help them gain those points throughout the rest of the season. H- has the X remained packed? Or, or has there been um a f- has there been a few empty seats this year? A few empty seats. I mean, it's hit or miss. I think in general, sometimes that's the hockey season, right? It's eighty-two games. It's long and it's expensive. Frankly, I mean, between parking and getting down there, if you want to do dinner, depending on if you're bringing the kids, all of that stuff, it can be really expensive. So I think fans are a little tired of that, and they're a little tired of obviously seeing the losing. So it's hard to get excited for a Tuesday night game at 7 o'clock if you're not convinced that the Minnesota Wild are going to perform like they normally do. Um, but it's still, I mean, it's a hot ticket in town. I, I wouldn't say I've, I've been concerned by the crowd size, but it's definitely not a sellout like it, it has been in years past. I mean, I wonder if some of those uh, some of those fans are coming across the river to see the <clears throat> Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, who are the the best team in the NBA record wise. I wonder if that's starting to happen as well. Let me let me get you out on this. In the open, we mentioned the bikini in the wintertime and all of that. Like you're just, you know, you 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 show no fear. Are you disappointed though that you haven't had an opportunity? to do the bikini thing in the snow because in yeah. in winter's past you have you'll be out playing in the snow in the bikini right now there's no snow on the ground for you I know it's bizarre I actually was able to do multiple takes yesterday because I wasn't freezing my tush off quite literally um, it's a weird <laughs> feeling I don't want to don't want to complain about the lack of snow right because certainly we complain about it enough during the winter but uh, it's definitely peculiar to have 40-degree days, not even wearing a coat and, and whatnot. Uh, I do. I enjoy it. That's, it's more fun if I'm wearing a bikini when it's, you know, minus five in a pile of snow than standing outside in the fall, right? It just seems a little bit more uh, entertaining that way. But I'm sure there will be plenty of time for that in the months to come. Yeah, no, I hear you. Hey, Jesse, uh, I appreciate the time tonight, and uh, have an awesome weekend, and we'll talk to you uh, next week. You too. You're the best. All right, take care. That's Jesse Pierce joining us here on the Lake Show News Talk A three O W C C O. I want to stay with the Wild for one more segment uh, because 
I know that we've rattled off a few victories here before last night's loss against Vancouver, what was the four-game winning streak. But if you look at the state of Minnesota Wild Hockey and where we're at in the standings, man, we're going to need to go on a massive stretch of playing damn good hockey, and I'm just not sure that we're good enough to do that. We'll get to that next year on The Lake Show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show. You know, something that I've been thinking about with the Minnesota Wild is that the Minnesota Wild lost last night. Last night was the first loss that they've had since John Hines was named the uh, the new head coach. They have won four consecutive games. But we're in a weird place with Wild Hockey. And what I mean by that is the Minnesota Wild have had such a poor start. They are out of sight, out of mind. Not out of my mind because... When we talk about topics and things that we look at and who I am as an individual on the show, I'm a sports fan. Um, I'm into political conversation. I'm into pop culture stuff. Like Our show is a lot of different things. But Minnesota Wild Hockey, no one's talking about it the way that we typically do. We typically, we, we this is the state of hockey, right? And we talk about how proud we are with regards to hockey talk. Not this year. It's it's not. I'm not saying it's not a thing because I'm talking about it right now, but it just it feels different. Does it feel different to you, Chris? It just feels different to me. They they started off so much on the struggle bus, and then Dean Everson 
gets fired, that regardless of the four-game winning streak, and then you look in the standings and you see where they're at, it just it's it's going to be it is they they've got to be in this thing to rattle off a ton of consecutive victories because they have been so far out of it that forget about the state of hockey talk. We can say that, but nobody's really talking about the wild that much. I think part of the Minnesota wild, not being a point of conversation, I think it's, it's twofold. And you mentioned, you know, part of it with Jesse and I think you said it kind of tongue in cheek, but I think there's something to that, that along with the, the, the wild and that seven game losing streak where you, you only pick up a couple of points you look at the standings, and yeah, they're nine, eleven, and four, and you know they've got twenty-two points. And you're like, well, you know, you just need a few, you know, a few wins, and you get yourself maybe up where Nashville and and Arizona is. But I do think as well, Henry, part of that is the fact that the Timberwolves have the best record in the NBA. And I don't even know the last time that we've been this late in the NBA season, and the Wolves are you know sixteen and four, seventeen and four. And they're the talk of the NBA, so they're 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 kind of the you know they're they're the good looking girl right now that everybody wants a piece of that. And the Wild have just kind of I think that if the Wolves were struggling, that I think a lot more people would be much more concerned with the Minnesota Wild, and and maybe this is good for them that they're going under the radar while they've struggled. And I'm not even saying that people aren't concerned about the Minnesota Wild. I'm saying that a lot of people have checked out. On the wild. And I think part of it, I mean, the Wolves playing well, that means something, right? Clearly. The Minnesota Vikings, it's the National Football League, that means something. But you know what the other parts of this is, this conversation? Is that Kirill Kaprizov has not played well. Like he hasn't been himself. So when you, when you factor in all those three things, like if Kirill was, was, was doing his thing and handling business and just, the star that he is, that we've known him to be, and they were still losing games. Yeah, you're still going to have people paying top dollar to see a top tier talent. Mm-hmm. There's been, and I haven't been to a game this year, so I can't say this from my own eyes. But I've talked to people that go to enough games and season ticket holders. They've said there's been a few empty seats in the X this year. Yeah, and which I mean, is not necessarily typical. No, it's it's not because we are the self-proclaimed state of hockey. But if this team starts to rattle off a few wins and, you know, there's some momentum that they start to build, people will go back to the X. There's one thing about us as fans that we will show up when a team is winning. Oh, we're bandwagon. We are absolutely bandwagon. And anybody that thinks that's an insult, it, it it's, you know, tell me when I'm telling lies. Well, it is. We, we are very, it's, very. It is. It, it's an insult, but it's, it's, it's a fact. No, we, we are very bandwagon. We are as bandwagon as anybody in the nation. And I think the sooner that we own it and accept it, we can move on with our lives, you know, and everybody can be happy when our teams are winning. The X will get filled but there is something as well where, you know, the the luster is kind of worn off. And yeah, people were frustrated with all the of the losing. 
and maybe the coaching change and, you know, where you win, you know, three out of four, four out of five, you know, you, you start to slowly get yourself back. I mean, it's way, way early to to think about, you know, anything with the playoffs. We're not even to Christmas yet. But I, I do feel like, you know, the fans, they will flock back. I, I don't have any doubt that they will come back to the X, you know, once they're, you know, the wild kind of takeover, especially once the Viking season is over. I, I feel like, you know, people will, you know, check back into the Minnesota Wild. I, I don't I don't think this is going to be the, for the remainder of the season. I think that definitely people will, will check back in once they start winning. It is we, we always have a wait-and-see approach. That's just how we are. And I think that the way that the Wolves have played, and the Wolves actually, they play tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they play, they start, they tip off at the top of the hour. They play in Memphis. Oh, they're tipped uh, off right Another now. game without yeah. John ja Morant. Yeah. An- what you say? They've already tipped off. Oh, okay. All right. Another, 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 uh, another day without John ja Morant, right? Another game without John ja Morant. The bottom line is that if the Wolves continue to, to win at the, at the pace that they have, oh my goodness. What, I mean, they will, they will be the, they are right now the darlings of sports in Minnesota. Am I wrong? No, no, no question. I, I do feel like this is a Vikings town. Like if the Vikings ever, end up you know getting the penultimate prize i have no idea what's going to happen i i really don't but this is a and i think that you've said it several times henry and i think we see it this is a very good basketball market when there's something for fans to cheer about and you see the optimism and i think fans are buying into the wolves now as being a legitimate team because we're a quarter of the, of the season and they're still playing as well as they have the entire season. Whereas, you know, the, the Wilder on the other end, you know, that they haven't been able to get it going. They're on two different ends. So, yeah, right now, absolutely, people want to flock to the Wolves because of what they've done so far. And you mentioned the superstar. Anthony Edwards is, you know, doing Anthony Edwards things where Kirill Kaprizov is, you know, struggling with injuries and inconsistency. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you, man. All right, 651-461-9226. We will take a break. We'll take a look at the local weather. And then coming up next, should you always take your shoes off when visiting other people's homes? That's a question as we're going to be visiting people all across the holiday season. The answer to that, you probably should. Why? We'll get to that next year on The Lake Show. It's the holiday season. Many of you out there going from this house to that house, one party to the next, get your party on. Should you always take off your shoes when visiting other people's homes? Well, probably. Probably. Uh, I saw this report uh, on CNN, and it involves a chancellor uh, professor for the Department of Earth Sciences at Indiana University, uh, Purdue University, Indianapolis. We like to call it in the business IUPUI. Ooey, <laughs> I used to ooey, go there pooey. every yeah. single summer. Ooey pooey, baby. Yeah, man, to go there for, for, the, for the Nike All-American camp. That was a lot of fun, downtown Indianapolis. Um, Gabriel Filippelli says, absolutely, you should. Quote, we can track in all sorts of bacteria, but certainly some of the ones we're most concerned about are E. coli. They cause severe abdominal cramps, bloody diarrhea, 
and vomiting, he said. There's been studies that swab the bottom of shoes and something like 90. This is amazing. There's been studies that swab the bottom of shoes and something like 99% of the shoes test positive for fecal matter. What? That's 99%? That's like, that's... That's every time, basically. So that's, li- that's you that's, literally have crap on your shoes wherever you go. Oh, yep, yep, wherever oh, you go. Nice. So, so o- over the holiday season, you you guys go back and forth, right, between households to celebrate the holidays, right? Like, like uh, you going to uh, you going south. Or you have people that come north, right? Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're going. Yeah, we'll go two or three different places depending on what year it is. But yeah, we're yeah. We go to multiple places to answer your question. Think about all the stuff that you bring back from Missouri. <laughs> oh, dude, oh, dude, you're gross. You can't. You're gross. <laughs> I brought back my wife from Missouri. What does that mean? Oh, you're oh, talking wow. about other no, things. No, I'm, I'm talking kidding. about I'm your kidding. shoes. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Jeez. Yes. Yes, I'm kidding. Look at you throwing the wife under the no, bus. No, you were throwing her under the bus. I'm defending my bride. Well, let me, let me ask you this. Yeah. In all seriousness, mm-hmm. when you go to events and holiday parties, do you take off your shoes? Because I do. I take off my shoes. I'm trying to think. Let, let me think. The last two years, has there been a time, whether it's Christmas or Thanksgiving, that I did not take out Take off my shoes. When I'm at somebody's house, yeah. When when I'm at somebody's residence, or we're, you know, when when we're at a house, then absolutely. But I I mean, if we're in a public, but yeah, I mean, if you're talking about a house, I I always take off my shoes. Yeah, if everybody else does, then I am. No, but but hold on, Chris. Have you been to people's homes where? When when you are going to take off your shoes, they say, "Oh no no no, don't worry about it. You don't need no. You don't need to take." People say that all the time. I take them off anyway, okay. and I didn't even know about this. I didn't know that this was a thing. See, if if they tell me, it's like, no, you don't have to worry about taking off your shoes. If they tell me I don't have to take off my shoes, and other people have their shoes on, then yes, I, I will leave my shoes on. But if I if I get there and obviously everybody else has their shoes off then I'm going to take them off. But if they're like, hey, don't worry, no big deal, right. then you know what? I'm going to leave them on. But hold on, though. Hold on. Knowing this and what we're hearing now with this report, are you – let's say that – I'm going to give you a scenario then. Okay. You are at a house party, and people have left their shoes on. Are you going to take your sh- – I'm more likely to take my shoes off now because I don't want to be the person that's going to be tracking – um the stuff back on my on my shoes but then no i'm gonna leave my shoes on if i'm someplace and everybody else has their shoes on because i don't want whatever's on the floor from their shoes to get on my socks so i would rather have it on the bottom of my shoes than on my socks does that make sense um i mean i guess well, okay. Let, let's say you're at. I guess it does. Yeah. Well, okay. So I want to understand this. You're at a you're at a house, and everybody mm-hmm. there has their shoes on. You still want to take your shoes off? 
I mean, I, I, I guess there really isn't a point at that particular point to have to take the shoes yeah, off. Yeah, you, you just. I, yeah, I, I, I'm like you. I'm I'm typically the person that takes them off just to be respectful of the person's home. Yeah, because I, I don't like people tracking dirt off their shoes and getting it on the hardwood floors or getting it on the carpet. Or I, I take when people have their shoes on and it's on the furniture, like I cringe because I just mm-hmm. don't want that. On. But but yeah, if everybody but else. The question, but the question. But then the question would be this, though, Chris. How often do you wash your socks versus your shoes? Because I'm somebody that washes my socks all the time. I don't I don't wash my shoes all the time. Oh, I don't think I've ever washed uh, unless I've gotten like a lot of mud or, you know, something that has gotten them really, really dirty. I never wash the bottom of my shoes. I, I never do. I, I, it's just something that it, it's kind of pointless once they're out, you're, you know, you're out and about. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, doing, you know, socks. I mean, that's just part of the, the laundry cycle. I mean, that's just, yeah, that that's, they're always being done. My socks are always getting washed. All right. It says in this report, it says, however, bacteria are not the only danger that rides along with the dust and dirt surrounding rural and urban homes, gardens, and parks said Jill Litt, a professor of environmental studies at the University of Colorado in Boulder. Um, quote, studies have shown that in urban areas where there are older homes, uh, uh, it says lead and dust can be tracked into the home on the surface of shoes. Other studies have shown that you can bring in pesticide residues from gardens via shoes as well. It, uh, man, it just, and, and this is, it says homes built before 1978 are very likely to contain lead based paint, which can chip, peel, and disintegrate into dangerous dust, experts say. Well, the reality is, as we've talked about this year, and, and we're going through this story, is that if you are visiting and going out and about and you're going into other people's homes, if you don't take your shoes off, you're definitely tracking stuff into that person's home, and you're definitely going to be tracking that stuff back into your own home. Yeah, That's what I, we've learned. Yeah, I, I th- and I, th- I think that's kind of – it's kind of a given, isn't it? Like you, you know that no matter where you're at, there's always stuff I, – like I don't even want to know the stuff that I might be stepping in because there are so many you know, micro germs out there, and, and it just is like – but you don't think about it. No, unless you, you no, see you something. no, you uh, yeah. Unless you see something, you're not like thinking that there's going to be something on my shoe that I'm going to bring in. I, I never, I never think about that. It's just you know, if you're if if you're afraid of it, then you're never going to leave your house. Like you're you know, you're never going to even want to you know go outside to take out the garbage on garbage day. See, I kind of pegged you as the guy that when you go over people's homes. Whether you're whether they're family friends or not, or just 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 whatever, just just friends, mm-hmm. uh, that you just uh, you go barefoot. That's kind of how I pet Chris Tubbs. Oh yeah, I, I'm Fred Flintstoning all over the place. Yeah, I yab I, I yabba dabba. That's how I pegged you, man. I, I'm sorry. I, I yabba dabba do that for sure. No question. You know, you going barefoot just like Aaron Rodgers. Hey, you know, A. Rodge and I were we're two birds. Aaron Rodgers, he, he seems like that dude, right? He's Mister. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. What, what did he say? Uh, darkness retreat. Yeah, he went on gonna, his darkness retreat. I'm gonna go retreat. be with nature. <laughs> be nature, right? Yeah. Be with nature. He's gonna be with nature. Yes. Yeah. He's uh, he's an interesting duck. Yeah. I I I would ask Aaron Rodgers to take off his shoes for sure. 
<laughs> if Aaron Rodgers came into my house, I would tell Aaron Rodgers to take off your shoes. You know what? Leave your shoes outside. Okay. Don't even. Don't even cut. wipe your socks on the mat before you even come inside. Okay. I, and I would flip the mat over. I wouldn't even let him use the nice side of the welcome mat. Like I would have him use the bottom side of it. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious, dude. Hey man, right, I want to I want to make my face I want to make my place welcome for A Raj. <laughs> if you'd like to react about um well maybe you're out there and you want to see a selfie of uh Christopher Tubbs' feet. Maybe you do. I would not advise on that. Um, go to my OnlyFans. Go go to my OnlyFans for that. That's a that's a that's a that's a Patreon thing. Like you don't get that for free. Breaking news on the Lake Show: Christopher Tubbs has an OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, how long has that been active? Uh, well, uh, I'll get it active in an hour and seventeen minutes. In a couple minutes. Yeah. In a couple minutes. Yeah, I bet. I bet. All right, six five one four six one nine two two six. Coming up next, though, uh, we will get to headlines. That's next here on the Lake Show. All right, it's time for headlines here on the Good Neighbor News Talk eight three zero WCCO. I do want to address a text real quickly on the text line from the seven six three. It says, "You crazy? We are not the state of hockey. Never won anything, stars or wild." Um. We self-proclaim us being the state of hockey. We proclaim yes. to be the state of hockey. Self-proclaim texter, state of hockey. Texter. Yes. Texter. We say that we, we proclaim to be the state of hockey. And who has the best state high school hockey tournament in the country? Has the University of Minnesota Golden Gophers won anything? Come on now, don't 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 act like we've never won anything. Never won anything? Stop it. I give you the stars in the wild haven't 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 I get I give you that. Self-proclaimed state of hockey, best state high school hockey tournament, and you best believe when we talk about the colleges, universities that are good hockey programs, mm-hmm. we got more than a few here. Oh, I, I mean, we've got, you know, University of Minnesota men and women. We've got Bemidji. We've got UMD. Uh, yeah, there are some uh, Mankato, uh, you know, Minnesota State Mankato. Yes. So, yeah, there there are some really, really good collegiate uh, men's and women's hockey and, yeah, boys and girls. State Has St. Cloud State ever been good? Uh, yeah, St. Cloud State's <laughs> been all right. So uh, let's uh, let's get into uh, to headlines here. The Minneapolis City Council has declared homelessness a public health emergency amid the declaration. And several council members are requesting that Mayor Jacob Fry delay eviction of what's been camp, called uh, Camp Nino Kasi in the East Phillips neighborhood of Minneapolis. Council member Jeremiah Ellison says the in, uh, indigenous-run encampment in South Minneapolis is home to more than 180 residents. Quote, they'll be out on the street, they'll be wandering the street, he said. What folks are asking for is a little bit of time, and they're asking that we give them a little bit of dignity in return. Council member Robin Wansley says that without a plan for addressing the needs of the homeless, the issue won't be solved by evictions. Quote, and what we do know will happen is more encampments will pop up across the city, she said. 
Wansley said the eviction schedule for December 14th is too soon to properly address the issue. The discussion on delaying the removal comes at a time when Hennepin County is doubling down on their efforts to end homelessness and get help to people during these cold winter months. The homeless uh, population is up 24 percent for 2022. And as the county continues to combat the issue through resources like their shelter hotline and monitoring teams, the council has requested the eviction be delayed until February 16th. You know, there's a lot of things that we try to tackle in the world and we would like to um, address and try to address in the world every single day. Um, And we highlight a lot of those things on this show. If just in... um, if I could have three wishes and those three wishes be like, if I could have snapped my finger and this could happen, one of the things that I would absolutely snap my fingers for and wish is to eradicate homelessness all over. Seriously. It is, it is, I believe, um, a massive public health um, emergency, if you will, like the Minneapolis city council has declared it. Um, I don't know how we address it because when we start talking about the cost of living and stuff like that, I think it's going to continue to get worse. Like the pandemic, I think, put a lot more people into this situation than before. The homeless population is up 24%. Yeah. And this is the thing. And I've said this before, and I will say it again. And I don't care if people disagree or not. This is just my opinion on it. When we start talking about the cost of a lot of the stuff, Man, Americans are getting gouged. Some of the the some of these prices that we're having to pay for food and and everything everyday things that we need, it's unacceptable. And some of these companies, massive companies, are just getting away with it. It's profit over people, and it shouldn't be the case. Yeah, it, it's, especially coming out of a pandemic. Yeah, it, it's not all inflation and Fed regulated. Like, like there are there are companies that are making record profits off of you know yep. off of us at this point. And it, you especially know, especially big pharma. Yes, yes, absolutely. There are a lot of things that we are really, like you said, we're being gouged for, and it's 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 capitalism, right? I mean, it's it's them making that profit. And guess what? If they know that we need these, well, we're going to continue to pay it because, you know, some of us can't afford it and some can't. And that's really where the problem lies. I mean, there's got to be no worse feeling, Henry, especially this time of year than every night knowing that you don't know where you're going to sleep and you don't know if you're going to be warm. I mean, that that would be a horrible, horrible way to go through life. Gordon Gecko, greed is good, right? Wall Street. Yeah, yep, yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, I want to go down to the uh, the entertainment here because this is really interesting to me. Taylor Swift's Eras Tour is the first tour to cross the billion-dollar mark, according to Polestar's 2023 year-end charts. Not only was Swift's landmark Eras Tour the number one tour both worldwide and North America, but she also brought in a whopping $1.4 billion or uh, sorry, one point zero four billion. Like it really matters at that point. With uh, four point three five million tickets sold across sixty tour dates, the concert trade publication found. Now, Polestar also found that Swift brought in approximately two hundred million dollars in merch sales in her blockbuster film adaptation of the tour. Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, has reportedly earned in approximately two hundred fifty million dollars in sales, making it the highest growing grossing concert 
of all time. Now, according to their estimates, Polestar predicts a big 2024 for Swift as well. Magazine projects the Aerostore will once again reach $1 billion within their eligibility window, meaning she's likely to bring in over $2 billion over the span of a tour of the one tour. Now, worldwide, uh, Swift's tour was followed by Beyonce in second, Bruce Springsteen, the E Street Band, Coldplay, Harry Styles, Morgan Wallen, Ed Sheeran Pink, Weekend at Drake. Earlier this week, she was named Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Last month, Apple Music named her its Artist of the Year, and Spotify revealed she was 2023's most streamed artist globally, raking in more than 26.1 billion streams since January 1st and beating Bad Bunny's three-year record. I got to find me um, a T-Swift T-shirt this Christmas holiday or, the, or this this winter mm-hmm. so I can get ready to rock it out here in the summertime. Dead serious. Okay. I'm a Swifty. I, I I was not a fan of Taylor Swift's music like when when I was younger, but the more I find out like about her and her business and how she treats people and how she takes care of individuals, you know, like the truck drivers and, and you know, all of the stagehands, like how she takes care of her crew. I, I am just I'm a big fan of Taylor Swift, the person, and therefore I can become a fan of the music. You know, even if I'm not a fan of that, like I, I can appreciate what she does and how she does it. Like she, she's an amazing, amazing business person. Yeah, I mean, she and she's super talented. She's not just a singer; like she can perform. Yeah. She can, she can. You know, when I say perform, I'm talking about play instruments and stuff. That's yeah. crazy. You, you know what she needs is she, they need to come out with a Taylor Swift logo that instead of the S, it's a dollar sign. Like she could sell a bike because that's I mean, that's what she's that. I mean, she's raking in the money. It's like Taylor Swift with the dollar sign. You know, she can come out all. What do they what do they call it? Bling. She can come out with a bunch of drip. Is that is that what they say? Is that like all the drip? I see what you're doing here. Yeah. I I mean, isn't that you know, she could just come out. She could come out dripping with the S and, you know, give us a little bit of alternative T-Swift. I got you. She's making another two billion dollars. Final. (laughs) <laughs> Coming up next year at the uh, the top of the next hour, politically across the state, the concerns heading into a political year are vastly different across the state of Minnesota. We'll get to that next year on The Lake Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots 
of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.